Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. And uh, welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I know last week I started off with a, a bit of a, a, I don't know, cold opening. And, and maybe we should start doing that. According to our listens, people love that in India. I'm just saying, like, love the cold opening. Do they? So I, I'm Lee. Um, with me is Andy Circus. And, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Todd, Todd uh, is also with me. His name is Todd Vandenberg Circus. A lot of people don't know that. Andy's brother. Todd, I'm going to ask you this: Your brother? Did he take? Uh, did he? Has he partaked in tennis recently? And if so, do Seahawks fans hate him because, or you, if you've played tennis lately? Poor playing Hoxies. tennis. Hoxies hate him. They do. Yes. Yes. The Hawks would hate him. With what would, what would Smeagol be? Is it Smeagol? Joel Smeagol? Um, what would what would he be like? To, I mean, he'd have a large wingspan, right? It'd be hard. It'd be frustrating to get the ball by him. It would be really tough to get it past him at the net. That's for sure. And he can run back. He lob it over. He can run back quickly. It'd be frustrating. If Frodo were to play him, that'd be very frustrating. I think it would only be for about the first point because he would probably eat the eat, eat his racket. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He'd see the ring in the championship match, and oh, that's what we're trying to win, and he. Trying to put the ring on. That's a, Frodo has won by by default. So anyway, um, the 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 Seahawks fan one two three four or whatever. I think that's what it is. Something twenty one thirty four. He, if for people who live in caves, uh, all we're talking about currently with Seahawks is related to tennis, um, because of one idiot Seahawks fan. Uh, ESPN had uh, posted, uh, tweeted out uh, uh, some kind of video a highlight from Wimbledon and this idiot Seahawks fan said not a sport and, and without any kind of context he just says not a sport okay <laughs> and so like how how is that not a sport I know I, I, I literally fits the definition of what a sport is um yes. literally but um anyway the US Open responded by by saying um some hurtful things about Drew Locke who probably was at a so, <laughs> yes, yes, no this did. so seahawks fan blah 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 says not a sport in the u.s open uh who again the tournament's in in wimbledon so i don't know why u.s open would care um no i'm joking uh, of course i care um but u.s open tennis said not a sport says the person about to watch 17 games of drew lock at qb my question to you is how did they know drew lock is going to be the starting quarterback and yet we don't Obviously, they have inside information, which is I'm quite certain is wrong. Uh, that's the interest. That's a really interesting question is not 
is Drew Locke going to start 17 games or is Gino going to start 17 games? But what's the what's the over under for the split? Because I'm almost positive they're going to split. But what is it? And who's oh, going to have Baker Mayfield 17 and Smith and Locke zero. <laughs> um, I, I it's, but the, the the funny thing is that so this guy actually responded and said save me from getting ratioed. I had to actually look up what ratioed was because I had no clue. Um, which is it's like a Twitter thing as far as negative tweet. It didn't make any sense to me. But anyway, the guy says, save me from getting ratioed by the U.S. Open. But the U.S. Open did not just they still responded and they just said, I don't know if you saw all this, but I they said they said you made this bed. And then the guy said ratio plus your event is poverty, which make and the year is you are ratio plus your event is poverty, which in my 51 year old brain made no sense whatsoever. So uh, U.S. Open said, remind us again, we're, quote unquote, not a sport. Aren't there only 32 NFL teams? And then they, they list they list this this ranking of quarterbacks based on Chris Sims's site. And it shows Drew Locke is number 40. And it's like, damn, U.S. Open. I mean, that's harsh. John McEnroe's got to be running like the U.S. Open tennis. Probably. <laughs> the guy, this this particular Seahawks fan should have really quit after that first comeback because, like, dude, you're you're already toast. So just stop. Plus, yes. you're wrong. You're stupid. You're incredibly stupidly wrong. I mean, why? Yeah, why even ways, respond? Tennis is more of a sport than, than football. football. Exactly. Because everybody, everybody in tennis has the same responsibilities, the same opportunities. Everyone has to strike the ball, which most people will picture as like, that's a sport has to have a ball. That's not true. And just to point this out, he would not be able to strike the ball against any top 100 player, female or male. So therefore maybe it's not a sport to him because he's unable to partake in the level of, of competition that he would partake in. So it's just a weird, weird take. I mean, it's a sport he doesn't care about. That would could have been. I mean, it's a weird tweet, but yeah, yeah I don't care. Like, or I can care less. Okay, there you go. Right. It's like, okay, you don't care, but you know, millions of people do. Granted, millions more care about care about the NFL than Wimbledon, but to say it's not a sport is patently stupid. Yep, it's not ignorant. It's stupid. Yeah, according, <laughs> because according if you've to seen the, any sport, you know tennis is one. Yeah, according to the Oxford Dictionary, uh, sport is defined as an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Boom. I'm not sure. Sure, shit sounds like tennis to me. He's probably well, thinking, well, I'm not entertained, so it's not a sport to me. Yeah. I'll screw you, dude. Yeah, Thanks for making cool. us all look like idiots, basically. Nah, just him. Yeah, it is just him. I mean, and there's been so many, like, articles. I, Heck, I, we even posted one on 12thmanrising.com about how <laughs> idiotic this, this guy was. But everybody and their, their brother, literally, probably, even their brother has a website. Because we all do. Nobody has a podcast except for us. Did you know that? That's shocking. We're That's the only so podcast shocking. in the world. There are so many podcasts. So if you're listening to this, we have three listeners. I'm one of them. So I thank myself for listening. And then yeah, the other good. two are in India. Um, yeah, so we listen. thank you. So it's bad enough for me that I have to be in it. So I'm not going to listen to myself for God's sake. So yeah. And I hear but, you I while we're in it. So I don't have to listen again. So 
like exactly i mean just based on what you said i mean the definition of the word hero is overused but in your case i mean it applies i think but it's like <laughs> it's like there's probably like two two people oh this show must be about cricket uh, no i'm sorry so they've stumbled upon it so but it shows up in our stats so yes in in india because cricket's big in india i feel i feel much i feel their loss i feel their pain pain ping of hunger thomas Paine. tom thomas Paine. yeah oh speaking of july 4th um hi and also uh this is uh the weekend of happy canada day we need to mention that because that's on june july 1st almost a june 1st 1st, sorry there are a ton of 12s in canada especially western canada um because we hate the argonauts and um (laughs) We hate the Argonauts. We really hate the Argonauts. Uh, damn Argonauts! But um, uh, the Rough Riders Jason. are on. Say that again. I hope their quarterback is Jason. Rough Riders. Jason Rough Bateman. Riders are, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be. That would be. Bateman's back to pass. Will Arnett picks it off. And um, <laughs> anyway, Smartless is such a good show. But um, anywho, yeah, so uh, there's a bunch of 12s that live in Western Canada, and so ha- uh, happy Canada Day to those 12s because that was on July 1st. Um, and uh, it's it bring up Smartless for a reason, because we have uh, 4th of July in the United States coming up. And again, whatever day you're listening to this, even if you stumbled across this show on in September, for instance, it is the same weekend so we're celebrating constantly celebrating canada day and the fourth of july but i saw this this uh, message on facebook um and i took a i took a photo of it somewhere that said something about something um i have no idea yeah it was fantastic it's fantastic uh radio isn't it People, (laughs) people listen to me reading stuff but basically it said um the only reason fourth of july was able to happen was because we were armed and I'm thinking, okay, first of all, the 4th of July was 4th of July, 1776, right? That's the day it was signed and it was ratified on the 2nd of July. Yeah. The Revolutionary War didn't end until 1783. Um, right. So it really had a lot less to do with people having guns instead of something that's even more rare today. And, and this is not a political show, but I'll say this is fact. Something that's more rare today is the fact that a bunch of people can come together and agree on something. Yes. Um, because if the same situation we had today happened, well, you know, in 1776, we'd probably still be a colony of Great Britain. Um, which brings me to my point of Smartless, because they Will Arnett is Canadian. And his point in the difference, because Michael Moore uh, was a guest on one of their shows, and um, they were talking about guns, and um, they talked about Canada versus the United States, and Will Arnett, and he wasn't dissing anyone. He just said, you know, the the difference I found being Canadian is that in the United States, there's there's this culture of fear. Like, you fear your neighbor. If somebody comes into your house, you, they, you think they're going to do something you grab your gun in canada we just oh okay they've come to my house i'm sorry you've had to come into my house kind of thing um but the <laughs> the point is that canadian culture is like we're only as strong as our weakest link and it's not like that in the united states right so Sadly. 
Yeah, and and he was like, you know, basically, if with the Fourth of July, if people who just in the United States, which came became the United States, had just waited eighty years like Canada did, you know, the the English would have all gone home, and you would have been your own country anyway. So it's sure. just like, you know, it's. <laughs> I just think we're so. Again, I have no idea how. Uh, I'll tell you how I got onto this. How I got onto so anti-gun, even though this is not a political show, is the fact that. Pro Football Focus has ranked the Seahawks roster number 29 because they don't have a quarterback. Ah, but they do. They do. And and the, the point is Pro Football Focus literally says, oh, Buffalo Bills are number one, by the way. It's And, and it, it, it's a weird ranking because the Eagles are seventh, even though they don't have a quarterback, really, who can <laughs> throw the ball. Yeah. But when it, yeah, when it comes to the Seahawks, they are saying, oh, you know what? This kind of a, it sucks to be, it literally it says, quote, unquote, literally, I can say that, quote, unquote, life isn't going to be as good for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in 2022 without Russell Wilson. Is it not? Okay. I think they did okay with Geno Smith at quarterback last year in those three games. Metcalf didn't have a thousand yards last year. He put up a bunch of touchdowns, but it wasn't just even, Russell Wilson. Even if it isn't. It's like, is is that the sum of a football team? Is your wide receivers? For most national pundits, it seems to be. It's There's just, no Russell Wilson, so the Seahawks suck. It's mind-boggling. Do they they, they somehow miss the fact that we were seven and ten with Russell Wilson? Six or, and eight. You know, take out take six out the three eight. games that he missed. Okay, we were six and eight with Russell Wilson. At, why? And I'm not knocking Russell Wilson, and you're not knocking Russell Wilson. He's a great quarterback. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. Probably could go in the Hall of Fame now, let alone when he finally does retire. But we were six and eight with Russell Wilson. <laughs> what, is, yep. what is this? What is this amazing devotion to him? It's like he did not play well last year. The game that he was injured in, Geno Smith came in and played better than Russ did against the Rams. People somehow are forgetting this, and I'm not saying Gino is as good as Russ, but a football team is just that. It's a team. It's, you're not playing pitch and catch. It's not three guys. Like they, they completely ignore the fact that the defense, for one thing, we actually have a defensive coordinator, so the defense should be miles better. And despite yeah. losing Bobby Wagner, Pro Football Focus alone says we have a top ten linebacker rosters. Yeah. Like ninth overall. Okay, so how does how does that make sense? We lost Bobby Wagner, so we have the ninth best linebacking core, and yet it's the 29th team. Like, are you guys paying attention to what the hell you write? How does that <laughs> nope. make sense? You lose Bobby Wagner, and his linebacking core is still great, but you lose Russell Wilson, and the entire team is garbage. It's like, well, to your point, Pro Football Focus and it's in their Seahawks wrap up says biggest weakness. Says a quarterback competition between Drew Locke and Geno Smith isn't where any team wants to be entering a season. Smith didn't look completely. And this is like, okay, again, this is the reason, one of the big reasons the Seahawks are ranked 29th overall. It says Smith didn't look completely out of place when he had to fill in for Wilson last year. He was Pro Football Focus's 12th highest graded quarterback from weeks six to eight. Huh, that's interesting. So His, their 12th highest rated quarterback. From last year, and yep. all of a sudden, he's the reason the team is 29th. It's like, yep. oh, exactly. my God, that makes so much sense, doesn't it? 
yep. it's like these morons who think the Second Amendment says I can carry my AK-47 into <laughs> McDonald's. It's like going back to that just for a moment. They always manage to miss the part about well-regulated militia. Yeah, it's not like oh I can go with my boys and shoot up whatever I want. It's like well regulated. You miss that part, morons. Just like these guys suddenly decide Geno Smith is garbage, even though they ranked him as exactly easily in the top half of the quarterbacks in the league. Yep. What? Which is it? Were you wrong about the ranking of Geno, or are you wrong about the team? Well, the funny no the funny thing is, sorry to, sorry to interject. It says he was PFF's twelfth highest graded quarterback from weeks. Six to eight, an average 7.3 yards per attempt across those three weeks. And then in parentheses, it says 12th out of 32 qualifiers. I'm like, are they trying to make it sound bad? Because it's like, that's still really good. There's 32 teams. Like you said, he was in the top half of the league. I'm not saying neither of us are saying Geno Smith is Russell Wilson, nor are we saying Drew Locke is Russell Wilson. But as we've pointed out, if you've listened to this podcast for the last 75 years, as we've pointed out, the whole scheme of the offense is to get back to, as national pundits will want to say, run heavy or run first. And that's not what Pete Carroll has ever wanted. He wants balance. And as we saw in the last five games, six games of last year, when they went four and two with balanced offense, they wanted to get back to a more balanced offense. And that wasn't going to happen with Russell Wilson. So we'll see. Maybe they end up going 0-17, but there's so much talent on this roster, and neither of those quarterbacks is going to be horrible or the worst quarterback in the league. Far they're, from it. Yeah. People are going to be like, like— They're acting like we got Sam Darnold, for God's sakes. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, that's exactly correct. And and it's all based on how who can run the offense. It's a point guard— right quarterback offense exactly they don't have russell wilson they're not going to put up russell wilson numbers even though russell never even put up the best numbers in the league but it still could be a successful offense and that defense should be good enough i mean there's no way if if you're saying 29th roster basically isn't that saying oh they're the 29th best team in the league that's bs that's complete bs it is that's that's it just makes no sense. I mean, and granted, they, they could, you could come back and say, well, okay, the coaching can elevate a poor roster somewhat. Okay, I give them that, but only so much. But that's just a terrible, terrible ranking. It makes no damn sense uh, based on their own analysis of other positions. Geno Smith. Okay, so how how is he? How does he rank that highly as a quarterback, and yet he drags the entire team down? <clears throat> yeah. Clearly, two different people did those analyses because it makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. Yep. And the team overall is much, much better going into it, despite losing Russ, despite losing Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner, I'd argue, is a bigger loss because we don't know. I mean, we <clears throat> we don't know what Cody Barton can do. We know what he can do over two games, but we don't know what he can do over the course of a season. Um, you know, can he step in well enough in this new scheme? I think he can. He's not going to be Bobby Wagner. Cause and stay is. healthy, which Wagner right. usually did. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, the biggest ability, availability, uh-huh. but it's true. doesn't matter how good you are if you're not on the field. But, you know, uh, speaking like Jamal Adams, we'll see if he can get through the entire season. Uh, right. Hopefully he can. I think he's going to be much, much better. Everyone, everyone is down on Adams, 
like he's a terrible player. And it's like they're all looking at last season. They magically forget all the years he's with the Jets. They magically forget what he did with the Seahawks in his first season. It's as if it never happened. They're doing the same thing with this season, talking about the quarterback position. Like, oh, my God, they got to get a quarterback for this season or they're done. It's like, y'all know there's another season coming, right? (laughs) And another after that, another after that. It's like, what the hell is this mentality that they look at it through a microscope? It's like, this is the only season that matters. I'm pretty sure Kyle Adams can play football. It's funny because on TorpmanRising.com, where you can read our stuff um, and listen to this wonderful podcast i just tweeted out a i just wrote an jamal adams article that just got tweeted out um and it was it's about how i think he'll have part of the article i'll say this the article is about like how i think he can have his best season as he ox so far and i think he can but part of the article is kind of what you just said and but also uh, the the argument that oh you know and as we were kind of lied to by the team uh, midway through 2021, the reason Jamal Adams hasn't had any sacks this year is because teams are finding out a way to uh, scheme against him. But it's like, you know, when he was with the Jets in 2019, the year before he came to Seattle, he had 6.5 sacks. So it's not like teams are like, you know, he, he came to Seattle in 2020 and had 9.5 sacks and they're like, oh, I guess this guy can rush the quarterback. They already knew that. And right. with the Jets, it wasn't like they had to scheme against that many people, right? They had to scheme against Jamal Adams. Exactly. So it's that's it was all on Seahawks coaching. So this hate against Jamal is like Absolutely. he's not suddenly a worse player. It was because the coaching was effing god awful in 2021 and completely misused him. Yeah, Jamal blitzed half less than half as many times last year, right, as the year before. So did that's Bobby Wagner. The, the offenses Everybody were figuring him out. Less. Everybody blitz less yep. because we had to drop Puna Ford back into coverage. Just like, for God's sakes, that alone is going to improve our defense. We should jump up six spots just from that. I'd sort of interrupt here, but just just not to correct you, but Al Woods graded really highly in pro football folks's coverage grade. <laughs> He did, didn't he? He did. He did because he dropped down, dropped back like three times and he batted a ball down. Oh, he's fantastic. Okay. (laughs) Unbelievable. Which is the point of the grades is that they're not always what they are. It's like sometimes the eye test is better than what you're. I guess I watched this game and I could see where this one guy was great, but let me go check the grades. Oh, he didn't grade there. I guess he didn't play very well. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, I I hope Bobby Wagner has a fantastic season. As far as I'm concerned, he can meet, win the league MVP. Just don't play well against the Seahawks. That's all I ask for. Same same with Russ. Well, he'll, Wagner may get a vote for MVP. Wilson <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that, that uh, I don't remember which site, but it's a major site, you know, like ESPN. And it wasn't that big a site, but that they predicted that Russ will finally win his MVP. It's like he hasn't even gotten a vote yet, which is such a freaking crime as far as that kind of thing goes. But I mean, to think that he's going to win the MVP is like, mm, yeah, it's uh, I mean, of course he could. You know, if they win the Super Bowl, it's like, you know, there's a good chance he'd win the MVP. But well, and there's a really good chance they won't even make the playoffs. That's a yeah, really playoffs. tough division. Thank it's you. It's a it's a popularity contest. So now that he's changed from Seattle to Denver, it's like, oh, 
now I can really take notice of Russell winning an MVP. And, oh, this is the year he wins. Um, it won't really be because, because Denver won't be – I mean, they might finish third in their division. He might, he might be great. I mean, he's – again, we're not – I mean, no disrespect to Russell Wilson. It, the, the problem we have, I think, speaking for Todd and myself, I think, is the national pundits and the way they're viewing Seattle not having Russell Wilson – it's not a exactly. Russell Wilson issue. It's that the disrespect that the Seahawks probably are feeling because they don't have Russell Wilson. It's like, okay, we don't have we don't have the best quarterback in franchise history. That doesn't mean we suddenly he wasn't the only reason we won all those games. Exactly. Like sometimes we won without him. Reason, yeah, certainly wasn't the reason they won the Super Bowl back in the day. Certainly wasn't the reason they got to the Super Bowl. And and you could say I don't agree, but you could say he's the reason they lost their second Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. But yeah, I, I, people can say that, and people don't say it, point out enough. It's more the play call, or it's more like right. Cotto Lockett, or or it's more Jermaine Kerr sitting around the wrong. Well, I mean, Wilson still. I've never heard Russell say anything about the pass. He could have, but right. Peyton Manning always said when I threw, as soon as I threw the ball, I had signed that football. So whatever happened was on me, which yeah. you know. And and so when Russell threw that ball, he didn't throw it on target. He was slightly off. If it had been more on target, it probably would have been incomplete. It probably never would have been caught, but it would have been incomplete. But he he led the receiver a little bit too much, which allowed the defender to come in and intercept the ball, right? If right. that ball had been incomplete, they would have just run Marshawn Lynch two more times, yep. which they should have done anyway, but they which would they have run. have done, right. Yeah. And they would have scored. Like, they well, they're already keen on Marshawn, but they already were. And it wasn't making any difference. <laughs> yeah, they, so, oh, yeah, they, they yeah. keyed on him when they got the ball after Curse made that catch, and they it was first and goal from the eight, and they keyed on Lynch, and he ran the ball five yards to the three. Exactly. They they would have scored. He would have scored a touchdown. There's no way at that point of stopping Lynch. Three straight downs from the three. No, they were going to score times, maybe once, but not three exactly. And they would have eaten more clock, which, which again should. goes back to it's like oh, the the whole concept of Pete being a. a you know, run the football guy is like, is he really? Is he really? Exactly. Because <laughs> if he was, they'd have two Super Bowl rings. Yep. I mean, yeah, and if, <laughs> if he was, they would have never. Russell Wilson doesn't run the team. He may have right. been the voice, but it's still Pete's team. He wouldn't have been like, you know what? Maybe we should start. Maybe I should allow my offensive coordinator to throw the ball a lot more, which is what they did. And Wilson's stats went up, the team diminished. For whatever reason, I'm not saying it's not Russell Wilson's fault. He was a great quarterback, but throwing the ball more did not help the team overall. I I talk about this with my brother, my actual birth brother, not not you, but uh, Nick Furios. Indeed, indeed. A.K.A. Nick Fury. Why doesn't he just change his name to Fury? That'd be awesome. That would be sweet. Totally. You are Nick Fury. You got to tweet at him (laughs) and say that. (laughs) Dan Marino. The best passer, maybe not the best quarterback, but the best passer in NFL history, hands down. I mean, how many yards would this guy throw for in t- in today's NFL? 8,000, 9,000? I mean, come on. Well, if he played for the Seahawks, he wouldn't be allowed to throw the ball. That's true, he wouldn't. <clears throat> hand off, Dan, hand off. But only got to the Super Bowl once. Why? Because they didn't have enough balance, because they never had a running back in his entire 18,000 years of the Dolphins that you could count on like the Seahawks had with Marshawn Lynch, which hopefully we have now with Rashad Penny, certainly for the last five games of last season. 
you know, that's <laughs> every team basically has balance. You have to have that balance. You can't just go. I mean, there are exceptions, but basically you got to have balance in your offense. And, and Pete knows that. And more to the point, opponents know that. If all you do is throw, ah, just drop back. And not, yeah, I mean, not how, how good are the Packers but, you know. every time Rodgers goes back? If he were to throw every – one reason they're so good is because they have balance. Yeah. They have a running back that can run the ball. And the Seahawks certainly have that. And, you know, no, they don't have Russell Wilson anymore, but they do have – quarterback who apparently PFF decided was the 12th best quarterback last season. So yeah, but that, that means he sucked. Basically is what PFF is trying to say. Oh yeah, he was 12th, but he wasn't third. <laughs> it means the rest of the rest of the roster is so awful. They dragged him all the way down to 29th. That's right. Yeah. To be fair, it's a small sample size and you could pull that along to like, the woods comparison is like you know if you take a small enough sample size and you you perform well in a very small group of opportunities it's like you can look better than you really were but three games is a big difference from three plays a huge difference and he played against a couple of tough teams well do you know where (laughs) true yeah the jaguars of last year because actually you're ranked a little bit ahead and and Pro Football Focus's roster rankings. One one notch ahead of the Seahawks in 2022. You've got to be kidding. No, they're 28th. But <laughs> Russell Wilson, the great Russell Wilson, um, guess where he ranked as far as quarterbacks last year? Uh, per PFF. 19th. Nah, it was close. One notch, one notch oh. behind the great Jameis Winston. <laughs> Two notches hey. behind Tamus Hill. Oh, my God. Three notches um, behind Jacoby Brissett. So, you see what I'm, I'm going with this is like <laughs> yeah. their, their grades maybe, maybe. So, um, yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson's overall grade was 73.9. Um and again, they went six and eight with him, and they're going to be horrible without him um, because because they have a better quarterback according to their ratings. Right. Um, and 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 to the point, obviously Russell Wilson was not the 19th best quarterback in the league last year. He didn't have a good year for Russell Wilson, but I'm pretty sure you can find more than 18 teams who would be. More than happy to do quarterback swaps. I mean, after all, Denver did, right? Yep, uh, exactly. <laughs> By the way, uh, Geno Smith had the same exact grade as Russell Wilson, 73.9. Last year. So. Interesting. Daniel Jones was 21st. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Did he play? <laughs> yeah, he was 20, 21st. Um, the number one quarterback was Joe Burrow, followed by Tom Brady. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who must be awful, 11th, tied with Mac Jones. Yeah. Those, who the Patriots guys, trusted to throw three times against the Bills in one game last year. Absolutely. Absolutely a perfect match in skill. <laughs> they are. Wow. 
Same quarterback, really. Same skills, yeah. same quarterback. Yeah, basically. And not that Mac Jones is bad at all, but come on. <laughs> Jesus. Again, yep. you want to do an even swap? Pretty sure the Chiefs don't want to make that trade. Right. Pretty, pretty sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's I mean, and we do our own little fun little rankings and ratings and stuff. And, and yeah, but ours are correct 100% of the time. <laughs> well, that's true. 100 Negative, negative 100% of the time. You do have to really... I had to pause for a moment on that one. You do really you have remember to... when we did that ranking of Seahawks quarterbacks best in franchise history and we both had Rick Meyer as number one? Yeah, that was... That was, that was a, two years that was ago. A dark, that was a dark day. That's right. For Rick Meyer. That's right. <laughs> what? No? It's like, it's like not how did I guys, get involved? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like, I was just doing my barbecue here for the 4th of July and Canada Day, and then you guys brought me up. 4th of July, by the way, is celebrated throughout the world, just not as American Independence Day. Most most countries just look at it as like, oh, it's the day after the 3rd. It's pretty sweet. That's, that's right, because everybody, everybody hates the 3rd. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, they're playing Wimbledon tomorrow, who obviously Seahawks fans hate tennis. Um but they're really? playing Wimbledon on the 4th of July, which I find disrespectful. Very disrespectful. I do like it when you see tweets like that. It's like, does everybody celebrate the 4th of July? It's like, uh, why would they? It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> so scary. So very terrifying. I did see one excellent, excellent tweet that suggested. I've seen several that say, you know, America hasn't. Hasn't earned Independence Day, so we're canceling it. But I saw a beautiful one that said, "We're not going to celebrate Independence Day until November 8th." It's like, yes, that's very well put. Not to go political, but eh, you know, there's there's weird things afoot in this country, meaning the United States. So November 8th is that Lincoln's birthday? It is, and I'm off that day because it's Lincoln's birthday. Lincoln and, and the Bardo. And we're talking about the guy from Walking Dead, right? Yes. Andrew. Andrew Lincoln, yes. Great American from England. Who holds up, who holds up signs <laughs> in your favorite part of your favorite movie. That's right. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's like, uh, I wonder how many people actually realize Andrew Lincoln is not American after probably, watching. Probably, probably, if they don't know anything about him, none. <laughs> hey, that reminds me, Walking Dead. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. He actually didn't hate one of our articles uh, this this past he, week. He actively did not hate it. That's yeah. Awesome. He said, "I don't hate this," and he t- retweeted it. And I was thinking, he, that's fantastic. But then, does he hate? He literally the rest did of say, them? "I don't hate this." Yeah, he literally <laughs> said that. But I was like, which, does, "Which is great." <laughs> does Mr. Morgan hate the rest of our articles? He probably yeah. does. Ah, you know, he's a tough customer. Maybe I should have responded that way. I mean, hey, 12th Man Rising, 12thmanrising.com. It's a verified Twitter handle, so maybe he would have been like, oh, okay. You know, we should we should try to have, like, uh, celebrities on the show. We've tried to get football players. We've talked to, years ago, Walter Jones yeah. and other other players. Actually, Naz actually, Jones, because, he, you know, he was Carolina yeah. guy. Um, Jeffrey the D. football Morgan, players. Fine guess. Fit. Say that again. He'd be a fine guest, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be a fine guest, and probably would not hate it. I'm yeah, just he, wouldn't, he wouldn't hate it. Yeah, it would be like, uh, yeah. I, I like what they do on on 
on Smartless, um, again, getting back to that podcast, which is a much better podcast than this one, is that they two they have three hosts, obviously. It's uh, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And two of them do not know who the guest is going to be for that day. <laughs> That's I didn't know if you know. Yeah. So basically, one of them, whoever knows which one the guest is, will will introduce them. And sometimes they have fun with the introduction. Like they did one with Tom Haynes, Tom Haynes, Tom Hanks about um him Tom playing Hanks. yeah i don't know he, Sean, he was with tom hanks it was and I, I sometimes wonder if the guests write their own intro I, I have a feeling they do um and tom hanks may have done that because he was said you know he was he played high lie and he was the first person to uh to to join the andreas fault together um <laughs> and, uh, yeah seriously and it was uh pretty funny but they that they introduced the guests and then the other two were like oh what's what are they who is this you know and then they're like, oh it's this person they're always they're always so as we would be with jeffrey dean morgan if he were on the show we would both be um appreciative of him being on the show and also realize that we're lesser humans than yes. he than he is we would, we would um, normally genuflect yeah 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 uh, and depending i don't think i don't know if he's uh catholic i mean we we could always neither of us are catholic not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, you know, we would we could uh, genuflect as needed. Yes, we could. So, uh, and he's he plays Nandor, right? On what we do in the shadows is what. No, I made that up. <laughs> Are you still listening? You're still listening to this podcast. We're 36 minutes in. Didn't you give up on us? Anyway, we're we're basically done. Um, we've got training camp coming up on the uh, 26th of July movement in honor of the uh, Cuban Revolution. They do that every year. That's a lie. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um. Well, that does happen, but I don't think the Seahawks do it intentionally. I think the NFL sets those dates. But then we've got the first preseason game, all preseason games coming up in August. There's a bunch of stuff about to happen. Um, But right now we're still in that, like, if anything does happen, it's probably bad unless it's a DK Metcalf extension or whatever. Or a Baker Mayfield trade. It costs a lot of money. It's going to cost a lot of money. Baker Mayfield trade or DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf extension. Oh, that's good. I can't see Baker Mayfield trade happening at this point. The Browns need to like give him a raise to, and beg him to stay because it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that schlep that they signed without doing their due diligence, even though they said they did. So it'd, yeah, it's, it'd be pretty fun. The funny thing I heard about that this week was that, uh, of course, the NFL wants at least a one-year suspension for Deshaun Watson, which is good. And then his attorneys don't want any suspension, which, of course, their attorneys, that's what they want. And then they said, uh, even after the arbitration hearing, it basically comes down to Roger Goodell. I'm like, so what's the point of the arbitration? I mean, in most cases, and this is just me personally speaking, without having any kind of inside knowledge, without reading what I do. You know, in most cases, I'd be like, okay, the guy deserves a fair hearing. But I'm like. I think he's been more than treated fairly so far. The guy probably doesn't need to play another down in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. Right. So, yeah, it is what it is. But they'd rather have him than Baker because Baker is such a bad guy on the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh well, it's fitting that the Browns are the ones who made this. Oh, of course, yeah. Cuz wow. You know, they yep. had this they had this little narrow window of actually looking like a organization and then they did this so oh well yeah i think that was the window was at the end the second half of the 2020 season if i remember correctly that was the window yeah i think so, so 
Yeah. Like that's it. Really, honestly, makes me truthfully and really makes me grateful for the Seahawks organization because you can complain about the way they handle things at times, and you know, and the way they handle Bobby Wagner's release that was awful. Yeah, well, but, but have they ever done anything to the level of what the Browns do to themselves? No. I was like, this yeah. is a really, really well-run, smart organization. Sometimes it takes them a while to get around to the thought that, oh, Ken Norton really isn't that good. But <laughs> they got to that point. That's right. I think I think my stars for the 4th of July in Canada, I don't know what they do, those people. Um, but I, I think my stars every day that I am not a fan of the Cleveland Browns or yeah. – the Toronto Argonauts. Why are you the worst? 